Boardwalk and welcome to the series. Have you had fun so far this morning? Come on, y'all, warm it up. Don't forget the car is out front if you're in the shreveport Bossier area. Get up, get out of bed, and come on down and see the DeLorean. It is out front. We're going to the movie tonight, although the tickets are all sold out. We are really still trying to raise money for Parkinson's, so if you want to make a donation, please go ahead and do that. You can do it on the app. Uh, we'd love to be able to help the people in our local area. So we're glad that you were here this morning. I know it's a cold morning, but we're going to continue answering this question. What powers the simple church? So that's the big question we've been answering. We talked about the power of the invite. We've talked about all of the ideas of being different like movie nights and having the DeLorean and all that fun. But today, this week, we're going to talk about my favorite probably, and that is the power of doing good. When you look back over the last 17 years or so, we've done a lot of good. But in the last week or so, with all this cold weather coming in, you definitely did good. So we helped the hub this week. Uh, I want you to know that I'm super grateful for that. We'll put that image on the screen for you so that you can be reminded of why that's so important. When cold weather's moving in, they need our help. And then don't forget, around Christmas time, we asked you to do Coat for Kids, and you did it. So can you give yourself a little love for doing some good? All right, well, the reason this is so important is because there's all kinds of great, great things that happen in this community. And tonight is just one example of that. So tune in next week because we're going to celebrate how much money we raised. And I'll show you some of the costume contest winners from uh, out there having a good time with that. So you just make sure you tune in next week with it, all right? So as we continue today, here is the question that I want you to know. Are you ready to do some more good this week? That's what I need to know. Come on. Come on. Well, this is a great opportunity for you to get outside in this cold weather and pack some bags for some kids. And we're going to talk about that as we go through this message. But so many times when you talk about doing good, people come back and ask the question, why does the Simple Church focus so much energy and effort into doing good? Well, I'm going to take you to a verse of scripture found in 1 John chapter 3 that is a great reminder of why we do this. It says this. This is how we know what real love is. It's the fact that Jesus gave his life for us. So in return, me and you, all of us, should give our lives for each other. And we must show our love by the things that we do. When I grew up in church... There was a lot of talk about helping people. There was a lot of talk about making a difference. But if I'm honest, many times we would listen to the message and go, man, that was a good message. And then we'd go out to eat and just go on about our daily activities. I'm not saying that we're not guilty of that from time to time. But in the Simple Church, our goal is to push you, to motivate you, to encourage you wherever you are. If you're watching online, if you're in the shreveport Bossier area, to go out and do it. Don't just say you love our community or say you love people. Show it by the things that we do. And that's taken right out of 1 John. One thing that I like to say is talk is cheap, so do good. All right? Why do I say that? Because as a preacher, if I'm not careful, I can get up and talk a lot, show you a lot of scriptures, but never go out and actually do it. The same thing can be done for churches. We can talk about it. We can have, you know, phrases. We can do a lot of different things in our community where it makes us kind of feel like we're doing it. But the truth is you have to get your hands involved in the projects. And, and the Simple Church, a great example is today when we walk outside. Some people are going, man, it's too cold out there. I don't know how we're going to do all this. Well, I know it's cold, but think about all of those kids that are looking for a meal today. 
Because of the snow break, because of being out of school, their families didn't have the money, the resources, and the school made, didn't have the opportunity, didn't get the chance to pass out their little food bags to get them through the weekend. And you can imagine why it would be so important for us to do something like we're about to do today. And in the history of Simple Church, Titus chapter 3 says it like this, our people, me and you, must learn to spend their time doing good. We spend our time doing a lot of other things, but this is why in the Simple Church we give you these opportunities to provide for real needs. And then you would realize that your life is not useless. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a feeling if I were to go around person to person, go in the theater and put a mic to your face, go, do you want to live a useless life? Most of you would say, of course you don't. You want to be known for doing something that has purpose that makes a difference. Well, in my experience and in my life, and this is why I love to motivate you and encourage you to do the same, doing good gives you purpose. When you go and do something for someone else, take the focus off of yourself, take the focus off of even your own church or your own needs or your own wants, whatever it may be, and you go, let me focus on helping someone. There's something inside of you that changes. It gives you a purpose. It makes you feel better. And it's not just in the church, obviously. You can do this weekend and week out, day in and day out, in your regular job. And I know you've been in Steve Hartman withdrawal, so I got one for you today, all right? Now, this is one of my favorites. And I want you to really watch this video, and I want you to look into the eyes of this man, and you tell me if he's living a useless life. Or, is what, he doing, is what he's doing with his life, can you tell me that it changed him, it gave him purpose? I think it'll be easy to answer that. And once you see this video, this is why I love doing good. And here's a great example. Watch. You can see why someone might hate being a school bus driver. The early hours, when the weather sours, the abundance of responsibility combined with the absence of eyes in the back of your head. Y'all have a good day. Nevertheless, Curtis Jenkins loves delivering these little ones to Lake Highlands Elementary in Dallas, Texas. Yes. Emily Grunninger is the principal. He goes way beyond the outline responsibilities and duties of a bus driver. I mean, that bus is like a family. These are my children. These are my community. I love them all. To establish community, What's your job, man? he starts by giving everyone responsibility. This is one of the police officers. It's an elaborate flowchart. She's an administrative assistant to she's the president. administrative assistant to yeah, the president. She's, yeah. Everyone working together to build a yellow bus utopia. Yeah. And we're going to care about each other and we're going to love everybody, right? I put time, effort, love, care, understanding, understanding each and every one of those kids. Omar. To show his love and understanding, hey, Chief. Curtis gives presents throughout the year. You say you like baseball. Each gift personally selected with that child in mind. He gave this girl a t-shirt. Her first book. With a picture from a book she made. I'm hoping this t-shirt inspire her to keep on writing books. Over the years, he has bought these kids bikes, backpacks, handed out cards on birthdays, and even turkeys at Thanksgiving. He has spent thousands out of his own pocket. And yet, if you ask the kids what they like most about Curtis, the gifts don't even come up. He really cares about us, is really kind, and he helps anyone in need. Ethan Engel is a fifth grader. It means a lot to you. Yeah. He says the bus ride is often the best part of his day. My mom got divorced when I was only four. See you tomorrow. He's the father that I always wanted. In some ways, I just, I wish my dad could have been like that. 
we make the mistake sometimes of thinking certain jobs are more important than others. But Curtis Jenkins made his job important, and in doing so, even created his own salary. That's the paycheck right there. If I can get that, you can keep the money. <laughs> You know, uh, every time I watch these videos, I mean, I've seen that one before, I've shown it before, but I can't help but show it again. When you see his smile, when you hear him talk about the purpose that he has on the planet, he said, man, that's my paycheck. And I think about all of you watching today, you in this room, you in the theaters, you at home, and you're looking for something bigger than yourself, bigger than a paycheck. And my hope is, is that when we give you opportunities to get outside of your comfort zone, and today, trust me, it'd be much more comfortable to be in a warm house instead of outside packing these cold bags because realizing that this cold bag of food that we put together today will warm a kid's heart this week or the next week, I want you to know that it really is a big deal. And I know that God's called us to it, and I know that it will change you, it will motivate you, it will inspire you, it will make your life different as a result. Now, if that doesn't motivate you, I'm going to go old school on you. I'm going to go King James Version. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Are you ready for this? This is funny to me. King James, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, sounds like Yoda to me, it's not sin. It's sin. Think about this. Now, I know if you grew up and you go, man, I feel closer to the King James Version. Okay, I don't care if it's King James, easy to read translation, the New Living Translation. The idea is pretty simple. It's right there in front of you. If you know to do good and you don't do it, it's sin. Now, I don't know about you, but that messes with me a little bit. When you fail to do good, um, sin against God. Now, I know what some sins are, and I know how complicated that can be. But what you don't often think about is the fact that when you fail to do something, it leads to sin. Well, this is my challenge to you. It does hurt a little bit, and it is something that kind of bugs you a little bit. Hopefully, after watching this, you'll go, okay, I need to do it. But when should I do good, Justin? Maybe that's your question. Galatians 6 tells us that when you have the opportunity, this is why I love this bus driver story. When you have the opportunity to do good to anyone, you should do it. Now, it may be in your job this week. It may be in your community. It might be today, you know, that when you leave, even after packing these food bags for these kids, that something happens at the restaurant or on your way home or on your way back to the movie if you have the ticket to watch tonight or maybe it's going to work tomorrow morning. But the truth is that an opportunity will present itself and you'll go, I got, a, I got an opportunity. This is my chance. And I have evaluated my life and realized that many times I don't seize those like I should. Because every day there is something that God puts in your path to give you this moment to go, here it is, you're going to do it or you're going to not do it. Now, I pulled another video for you to illustrate this and I wish this was my story. And I hope that after you watch this, you'll go, I need to be more aware. Because many times what happens, we're so busy living life or doing our thing, doing our job, whatever our job may be, that you are not aware of the surroundings. You're not aware of the people around you or the circumstances or the situations. Well, this story is a great example of when you have the opportunity to do good, you should do it. 
This guy knocks it out of the park, and it is a beautiful story. And guess who brings it? Not only did I give you one Steve Hartman, I gave you two today. Watch. At the bottom of a hole in Chesterfield County, Virginia, utility worker Calvin Gaudet is fixing a leaky water main. But no gusher down here compares to the fountain of good deeds he delivers up there. Whether it's buying coffee yeah, for the next car, take care of the people that are behind me, or groceries for a random shopper, I'm gonna pay for this. Calvin gives away about half his income to total strangers. I'm gonna fill your truck up for you. In return, he may get a thank you. Why's that? At best, but he remains undaunted. You don't never know. You could do something for somebody, or talk to someone, and you could change the whole situation. He says it happened once. You can come around, thank you. A few months ago, Calvin was in this Burger King drive-through when he happened to look in his rearview mirror and saw a woman who just seemed sad. So Calvin did what Calvin does, bought her meal. Only this time, his random act of kindness would not soon be forgotten. Somebody to do something that nice for you on that very moment when I thought nothing could make me happy again, it just touched my heart. This is Andy. Denise Walters had just lost her husband of 41 years. I just wish she was still here. And says Calvin's kindness was exactly what she needed at exactly the right time. In fact, it had such a profound effect, she chased him down, told his boss, and got him recognized before the County Board of Supervisors. He saw that I was upset and showed compassion to a complete stranger. How you doing? Since then, they have stayed in touch and grown their circle. Nice to meet you, I'm Chris. Nice to meet you, Chris. Told us you may have lost your husband, but you gained a family. He's just an amazing man, just an amazing man. He's also her new role model. But I want you to have this. Denise is now doing the same thing. He has shown me the way. So you feel like you're on a mission now? Oh, absolutely. If he can do this, I can do this. And maybe have a hug. we can do this. Can go spread that joy somewhere, okay? Thank you. How cool is that? If he can do this, maybe I can do this. As Steve said, maybe we can do this. I don't know if you heard it or not, but over half of his income is given away. Like today, we're asking for $5 for a food bag, and some of us are like, well, I guess I can do that, or trying to work through that. Other times it's a project, you know, sometimes bigger projects. We're trying to accomplish or help someone. And if we're all honest, we kind of check ourselves. And sometimes, even of you right now, you go, how many times are we going to talk about this? I mean, is this really the simple church? Is this kind of really all you talk about? No, it's not all we talk about. But think about this. Many people talk about the end of the world and what happens and all these different things that we experience in our culture. If the church stays inside the walls of the church and all we do is take care of our own needs and focus on ourselves and we never get outside and solve problems or do good, it is possible that the world that desperately needs the hope of Christ never receives it. And so when I look back at Scripture and I see all of these reminders, and I've shown you three or four today, and then here we are, and if we're all honest, 
If I were to tell you, ask you, what did you do good for someone this week, this past week? Some of you would go, man, I, I don't know. And that's why that scripture is important to me. And then this story, when you have the opportunity to do good to someone, you should do it. Don't blow through it. Don't just forget about it. Just take the time and do it. You can't do it all, but you can do something. Uh, we were at Atlanta Market this week with Donnie and Lisa McDaniel, and we were buying stuff for the Do Good store. And Angie told a story that I had heard before, but we were driving home, and we had honestly not thought about it in a long time. And I think uh, Lisa had something about asking a question like, what stranger have you met that had an impact on you? And Angie was like, I remember a story that we were not married yet. Angie, we may have been dating or engaged, and she decided to feed a homeless man. And not the way that we all think about it, like handing him a card or going to get food and pass it out. She actually went downtown, found a homeless person, and took them to lunch. Like in a restaurant, sat down, and we were all in the car going, you're crazy. And then she was like, am I though? Really? Like, we all joked and said, it's a little crazy. It's a little risky. And I'm not saying to do that. I'm not telling you that's what you should do when you leave. But what I'm telling you is, is that story challenged all of us in the truck, including the pastor. I'm like, if I had the opportunity, would I do it? Would I seize it? When I make sure that I don't get so busy and so busy with my schedules that I miss what's going on around me. Because when you look at scripture and you see these stories, like, like maybe you're in the drive-thru and this man in this video just looked up and saw the lady crying and said, I'm going to do something about it. How many times do you go, man, I hate that for them. I got something I got to do today. You could go through so many different scenarios, so many different true stories. But if you need encouragement on why you pause, why you take the person to lunch, or why you recognize the pain around you and try to do good and meet the need, here's a great one, Proverbs 15, 9, the Lord loves those who even try to do good. Isn't that good news today? You don't have to get it right all the time. You ain't got to knock it out of the park. We're talking about, are you just trying? It's not always easy, but we can at least try to do good. And that really is the whole goal, isn't it? It's because in that moment, they get a glimpse of who Jesus is. As I showed you in 1 John chapter 3, remember that verse. Download the app, go look at the verses, remember those verses. The Lord gave himself for us in the same way, in the same way we should give our lives for others. It's because he's saying that maybe when you do those things, when you meet the need, when you provide the food, you buy the meal for the person behind you, or whatever it is, then God reveals himself in those little beautiful moments. When you watch those videos, I think you get it. You see Steve Harbin, you're like, man, that's powerful. But what about you? Don't just watch the video. Let it be our story. Come tell me your story. Show me what God has done so that we can brag on what God is doing through people just like you. Another great bit of encouragement is found in Ecclesiastes, and this is pretty funny because some people say, well, this is karma. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. So do good wherever you go, and after a while, that good will come back to you. You need another reason to do good? You're like, man, that sounds like karma, brother. I'm like, no, that's the power of God. The power of God says that when you do good to others, eventually that good comes back around to you. Do some good when you leave today.
do some good whenever you walk out of here. When you have that opportunity, seize the opportunity. And today you're going to be having a pretty powerful moment. You're going to be packing some food. If you're watching at home and you're thinking, well, I'm going to sleep in today. I'm not going to make it. Or Listen, I ask you to at least go to the app and maybe make a donation. Because we'll be packing food all morning. You can get up and come down and be a part of it. But for some of you out of town, just like Marcy who watches over in Texas and the Vatacudises are up in St. Louis. And I could give you a long list of people watching all over. You can still be a part of knowing that you're feeding kids and doing that with a simple donation. You go, well, does it really matter? Yeah, it matters. We'll put the little reminder on the screen for you. Here's the little idea of what you can be giving towards. Because today... It's a little bit more challenging for us because we're not in the convention center any longer. We're outside. Uh, we're in the boardwalk, and we're trying to figure that out. And then today, of course, it had to be 22 degrees. That was just to test you, right? That was like, are you able to do it? Will you give up? Will you sleep in? Or will you get up and come and be a part of it? And many of you have done that right now, and I'm super grateful. It's just a great opportunity to do good. But some of you still need that little push of why would I do it? Well, this is Elizabeth, and she's going to talk to you a little bit about the teacher perspective. And it's one thing to pack the bag. It's a whole other thing to understand why it matters in the lives of a child. And Elizabeth, who does our children's ministry here as well, she's one of the volunteers. She wants to tell you about why it matters in her school and in her classroom. Check this out. My name is Elizabeth, and I am a seventh grade teacher at a local middle school here in town. And we are packing snack bags for um, elementary school, middle school, high schools. And when I heard that we were doing this, I just needed to share my story. Um, a couple years ago, when we first started doing this, and I knew we were doing it, I contacted Robin and I asked her, I said, hey, are there enough snack bags that we could have some here where I teach? Because we do have some kids that could use some food on the weekends and things like that. So ever since then, we've always kept um, a small supply of snack bags. And as we see kids in need, we'll send those home or um, you know, get those to them. And so I keep some in my room and then we have some in the office as needed. And one day, this year I had a student come in. Um, one of my morning classes came in, sat down, and he'd kind of forgotten that we had changed his seat. And so I just kind of looked at him from a distance and gave him a look and said, hey, you know, don't forget, and, and reminded him to scoot over. And it was not good. <laughs> he slung his backpack across the table and was so mad about changing a seat. And I was like, whoa, 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 settle. I was like, okay, look, meet me in the hallway and let's talk. You know, like, come on out. I wanted to get him away from everybody else before things escalated. So I uh, got him into the hallway and got my class started. And I said, like, hey, what is going on? And he was so angry. I mean, his fists were balled up and he was just mad. And so in that moment, I was like, okay, what can I do? And I, and I just started asking questions and kids don't always want to open up with, you know, long stories about what's going on. So I just asked yes, no questions. So I said, hey, did something happen last hour? No. Did something happen at home? No. And it was just over and over. Anything I'd asked, no, just real angry, real short. I said, okay. So I'm thinking, I'm racking my brain, trying to come up, come up with questions to ask him. I said, hey, did you eat breakfast? No. Are you hungry? No. Yes. And there it was. <laughs> And I knew in that moment I can fix that. So I run back in my room and I grab a snack bag. And I said, hey, I have this. I said, is there something in here you want? And so he picked Pop-Tarts. <laughs> I said, okay, you stay here, eat your Pop-Tarts. So I gave him about five, six minutes, let him eat his Pop-Tart, got my class rolling, they were working. And I went back out there and he'd eaten a snack. And I said, hey, are we good now? His whole demeanor had changed. He's like, yeah, 
I'm okay, that's okay. I am not a hugger. <laughs> it is not my thing. I, every year I tell myself I'm gonna work on being a better hugger. But I asked him, I said, do you need a hug? He said, yes. And that boy gave me the biggest full on bear hug. And I just stood there and I just rubbed his back and it was like he needed, he needed food and he didn't know somebody cared. <laughs> and this was a kid that I had struggled to build a relationship with. Like he has a lot of things going on, a lot of walls built up. And in that moment, a package of Pop-Tarts broke down a wall for him and for us. And so it's, it's just changed the whole dynamic for him this year, all because of a snack bag that somebody packed for, for us, for Simple Church, to send to schools to help people out. So pack a bag. <laughs> amen, amen. I'm super, super grateful for Elizabeth, all these teachers, um, like Elizabeth, that give their lives to these kids. There are so many great uh, uh, examples in our local area. And I just can't thank you enough that you're willing to help them. It's easy to forget. It's easy to get busy doing other things. The priorities kind of get all whacked out, you know. And the next thing you know, you might just need the reminder like I do. And today, that's what it's about. It's another reminder. And when we started Simple Church, like, you know, now in our 17th year, but about 16 years ago, this verse was one of the first ones that we grabbed a hold of for the do-good store, uh, for the do-good component of the Simple Church. And it's found in Hebrews. And I love it because it just says, don't forget. And the reason I do a message like today, it's a reminder. It really is the power of the Simple Church. God uses us by doing good and sharing what we have with others. And it pleases him. It points to him. It reminds people of him. And yes, it's a sacrifice. Being outside, it's a little sacrifice to be cold today. A sacrifice of a little bit of money. But to think that God is pleased with you today. Like, I don't feel like I'm pleasing God all day, every day. I try, I want to. I mess up. I'm a sinner. I do things I shouldn't do. But to know that when you do good and you make a sacrifice like that, it is pleasing to God. Then you'll see, like, you know, Paul writing to Timothy and all these different things. Here's another great reminder. Tell them to do good and do a lot of good things. Be generous and to share. This theme is all throughout Scripture. It is the power of God working through us to do good, to point to Him and change people's lives. And over the past years, we've done a lot of good. We've been very generous and we have shared a lot. And man, have we been blessed. Do we need more money? Sure. Would it help in the middle of a building campaign and all the things? Sure it would. And people are saying, well, how do y'all even do that? Just for old, you know, old school, because we're going back in time, I found this old picture of the blue bucket. This was when we first started. Look at this picture right here. That's old school, son. And if you think that, you know, by videos, the first time we've done this, now look at the sign hanging, video band, video message, because we were trying to figure it out back then, just like we're trying to figure out now. So thank you for your grace. And thank you for giving. Today and every day. There's an app. If you're online, there's no blue bucket at your house. You're not going to walk outside and see that, all right? But you can give through the app to help us do good and encourage and help other people around the world and right here in our own community. Every time we do good to others, God has been really good to us. And I know this, and it's a reminder for you. If you've never given, if you struggle with trying to help someone else, I promise you, you saw the scriptures and they message, it comes back to you. Well, brother... You just remember, you can't get into heaven by doing good. I always have somebody say this. I agree with you, but I will leave you with this. James chapter 2. 
What's the use of saying that you have faith and that you're a Christian if you aren't proving it by helping others? I didn't say this. That's scripture. If you have a friend who's in need and has food and clothing, you say to him, God bless you. Stay warm. Eat hearty. And then you don't give him those clothes or those food. What good does that? So you see, it isn't enough to just say you have faith. You must also do good to prove that you have it. Why do we make it such a big deal? Because it's all there in Scripture. Talk is cheap. Do good. And thank you for listening. Thank you for helping. And we got a lot more to do. I'm going to go live one more time to Robin just out there just to remind all of you, if you're just tuning in, we're in the garage. So Robin, give us a little update, girl. Here she is. I'll be right back. Hey, that's right, Justin. We are out here and we are ready to pack some backpack snacks and we need your help today. I know it's cold out here. We have amazing volunteers, got all the supplies. Take a minute, stop by the parking garage, fill a bag full of all kinds of fun stuff for kids in our area who just want to have and need something extra to eat on the weekends. It's $5. If you're not here, can't pack a bag, you can do it on Venmo, on our app, however you want to give. We're just so thankful that you guys choose to do good with us. Come out to the parking garage and see us. Way to go, Robin. Yes, sir. Great way to warm up. Get out there and go pack some bags and have some fun with us today. Let me pray for us before we get out of here. Father, I am super grateful for every person who's given to the Simple Church so that we could give to others. Whether it's their time, whether it's their money, it really is what you call us to. It's what you did for us. You gave everything for us so that we would have the example to follow, Lord, the example to be like you, to sacrifice for those around us. And I ask you, Lord, as we go out to do that today, a little bit cold out there, a little bit of money, a little bit of time, I pray that you would bless it and that you would bring it back to those who sacrifice and give. Lord, help us not just in the packing of the food today, but also in this next week to keep our eyes open for an opportunity to make you known. Not to just say we're praying for people, but to actually fulfill a need, to meet a need, to do good. And when we do that, you're honored and you're glorified and people get a glimpse of who you are. We thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth, for dying on the cross. You didn't just talk about it, you did it. You shed your blood. You didn't just talk about shedding blood, you did it. Lord, you didn't just talk about overcoming the grave, you did it. And why? So that we would have the power and the strength and the forgiveness and the grace that we need to go out and live the life that you've blessed us with. Help us when we walk out there today. Someone doesn't know you, pray today. They would just simply say this, Jesus, I need you. I'm messed up. I'm a sinner, and I want you to come into my life and change me. I need a fresh start and a new beginning. And you promised Jesus to come in and change their life. You've changed mine and so many other thousands of other in Simple Church, and we're so grateful for that. Now help us, God, not to just be a follower, Lord, but be a doer, a true follower, be active in our following of you, meeting those needs around us, pointing to you, solving problems, doing good in your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.